0: All right. This is called
1: Outtakes, intros. So we're live now? We're live. Give us just a second, guys. We thought the Mevo wasn't going to work today, but hey, praise God it worked. So give give us a second to adjust the camera. Come on in the room. Uh, Invite all your friends. You know what I want you to do. I want you to hashtag live if you're watching live. Um, Welcome to all of our local partners and all of our virtual partners. We're excited to have you this morning. We are excited. Uh, we're excited. Yes. You know, the Mevo is such a cool thing when it works. And then when it doesn't work, it's a not cool thing. But, hey, hopefully it's going to work all the way through today. So, come on in. Say good morning. Tell us where you're watching from. Oh, it's a July. Yeah, that's cool. Give us just a second. Um, listen, invite all your friends, share on all of the places that you share. We got partners coming in. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. As you can see, we're going to teach together today. We're excited about it. We won't be on IG today. We'll just be on the Mevo. The Mevo goes to where all the places the Mevo goes to.
0: Today is just going to our Facebook page, to Edwin Sean Strickland's page, to our FOC page, our FOC DMV page. We're not streaming to Twitch or to YouTube. Okay, we'll okay. have to upload those later.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. So good morning, Dawn from the DMV. We're super excited to have everybody as we're just making sure everything is set up. I'm going to go ahead and give you some announcements. Tomorrow is Mindset Monday and for the month of October, I'm doing a theme and the theme is delivered into destiny. And so I want to encourage you to join me every monday at noon in the month of october where i'll be talking about delivered into destiny because according to isaiah 60 it is your season it is your time and god wants you to walk in your divine destiny and then on tuesday night you know we have prayer somebody say something supernatural happens when you pray something supernatural happens happens when you pray." pray i am so thankful for our prayer team led by chandra washington So excited for the people who take the time to write out prayers, to pray in alignment with the vision. Uh, We're just so excited and we're thankful because so many supernatural things have happened, not just in this year, but in the past years. But we're extremely excited about how God has done so many supernatural things, healings, deliverance, new jobs. Got a call the other day or a text the other day that one of our families was approved for a house. Um, we're just super excited about what God is doing, and we encourage you to come to prayer Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Central. And then on Wednesday night, um, our very own Pastor Ralph Marlowe teaches refreshed Bible Study. Is he teaching this
0: week? He will not. He announced that he will not be teaching this week. Everybody's going to take a break. You can go back, watch a myriad of the um, teachings that are on online, but he's going to be uh, off this Wednesday. He did have his surgery, for those of you who had asked. He is recovering at home. He's in good spirits and good humor. Talked with him yesterday via um, uh, text or whatever, and, and he's making a good recovery. Started to do some of his exercises and those kind of things. So continue to keep him and April and the kids in your prayers.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: And if you haven't had a chance to give yes. uh, to the Marlows, you can do that. Uh, his cash app is money sign Ralph, R A F Marlow. Uh, you can do that. A lot of us got together and decided to help them with dinner. For the next six weeks because Ralph's arm is um, immobilized so he can't use it. And we know April's still working and having to do everything with the three kids. So our love to them was to try to help them out with dinner for the next six weeks. So if God tells you and puts on your heart to sow, and I'm sure he will if you ask, uh, you should do that. Amen.
1: Amen. And then on Sunday we're going to have Pastor Chris come back and she'll be leading worship at 930 on her page. If you haven't liked her page, Kristen Valley Worships, please go and do that. Man, Chris, worship was just phenomenal this morning. Thank you, Elder Valley, for playing. We appreciate you guys so much. And then we'll be back here. But I wanna make a special announcement. This is Pastors, Ministers Appreciation Month. And we have an amazing pastor. We do. We have amazing pastors. We do. And we wanna just celebrate our pastors this month. So I just wanna say, Pastor Edwin, I think that you are an amazing pastor. And I'm glad you're my pastor. Pastor Chris, we thank you for all of what you do in worship. Pastor Ralph, we thank you for what you do. We thank you, and it's Pastors and Ministers Week. So, we also want to shout out Chandra Washington, who Mm -hmm. ministers and leads us in prayer. We love you guys so much. We could not do this without you. And I want to encourage you, FOC, whether you are virtual or whether you are at the local FOC Northwest Arkansas Church, celebrate your pastors and ministers this month. Let me tell you something. There are so many pastors who are working, pastors and ministers, in the midst of the pandemic to stay connected, to keep teaching, to make sure people are okay. And while ministry may look different right now, the assignment hasn't changed. Amen. We still have the responsibility to build up God's people, to equip them in the word, to teach them obedience, to teach them how to live by faith. And so, listen, you ought to say thank you. If Ralph has blessed you and and Chris has blessed you, Chandra has blessed you, the prayer team has blessed you, October is a great month for you to communicate to them how much you appreciate them. Mm. Amen? Amen. So we're going to get into, I'm going to toss it back to Pastor Edwin, but listen, he invited me to come and teach with him probably because he knows obedience is my absolute favorite subject. I heard somebody say the other day that obedience is God's love language, and that really stuck to me because the truth of it is is that we can't give God anything but our obedience. Everything else is his. The silver and gold is his. The oxygen that we use to praise him is his. Everything is his, but he has given us the power to make choice. And so when we choose to obey God, It honors him and it sets us up for our best life. I thought your teaching last week was so good. It was so good. But you know, I love obedience teaching, right? Mm -hmm. But it was such a good teaching. And one of the things that I love that you said um, is that when we're talking about obedience, you don't obey your way to justification. Obedience is not how you become righteous. But obedience is how you get rewarded in the kingdom. And as we were leaving last week, we were saying that while obedience may not be how you just get justified, you cannot even get saved if you don't obey God's way to get saved. He says, hey, if you want to be saved, here's what you have to do. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that you are a sinner in need of saving, and you have to confess with your mouth that he is Lord. You can't just decide I'm going to be saved and I'm not going to do those things, right? Right. So there is no area from the onset of our salvation experience that obedience doesn't touch.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a couple of weeks ago we started off um, and I was cleaning the basement and I literally came across a a message that you had, uh, at least a title of the message that you had preached in Uh, 2011 I believe it was and the title of it was I can trust God with my life and as I was cleaning out the basement I saw that I thought you know what I'm going to talk about that as the preemptus to this message about obedience right because when you learn to obey God you can trust God with your life Absolutely, Uh, you can absolutely trust God with your life and so last week uh, I came and I just really wanted to just kind of lay a foundation for what we're going to talk about today uh, and I know we've got some notes, and if we deviate, that's fine. Um, as you can see probably on the screen, it talks about uh, the benefits of obedience. But last week, we want, I, th- I wanted to talk about an idea about why obedience is important, the essence of why it's important. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of conversation out there in the kingdom where people are, are, are saying, you know, well, we don't live under the law anymore. We're under grace. And, and, and I agree, we are not under the law anymore. Uh, we are under grace and praise God for that. Amen. Because if we were still under the law, that means that if we violate any of the one law, then we violated all of the laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus came, but he didn't come to do uh, away with the law. He came to be the fulfillment of that law. And so now, yes, we live under grace, but we don't obey our way into heaven, so to speak.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: You mentioned it. I talked last week about the fact that justification, being made righteous, uh, is not done because we do something. The Bible says that Abraham, it was imputed unto him as righteousness. Why? Because he, he believed, believed God. God. Because He, he believed, God. believed God. That's why it became righteousness for him. Not because he obeyed. Yes. He believed. But how do we know he believed? Because he, because obeyed. he obeyed. Because he obeyed. And so, so I tell people, no, you don't obey God. It's not about works to get justification. But obeying God is, is, is the cornerstone uh, for us living the type of life that he's always desired for us to live. Uh, I said to somebody the other day when we were talking about this that God really could make everybody obey him.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
0: let's not let's not play around. He could make everybody yeah. do everything he said. Cuz he God. Cuz he God. Right. But he doesn't do it because he's God. And because he's God, he gave us what's called uh, we we'll free moral agents. In other words, he gave us choice. But I was saying to somebody, think about it. How much better is it for you to be in a in a romantic relationship with someone who wants to be in a relationship with you, as opposed <laughs> yeah, to somebody you're holding a gun to their head, making them be in a relationship. Right, with you. right. And really, that's what God is saying to us about obedience. He's like, I don't want to hold a gun to your head and make you obey me. I want you to love me enough. I want you to know me enough. I want you to have enough understanding about my character so that you will want to obey me because you know that whatever I'm saying to you is designed to make your life good.
1: No, and it's funny because we talked about um, grace, right, Mm -hmm. and how so many people have misconstrued what grace is. Mm -hmm. And yes, grace is God's forgiveness, right? But grace is also the power to obey the power to obey. It is the power to to obey. And you know that one of the things that really burns me up is when I hear people using grace to justify their sin. Yep. Because Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus, he broke the curse. The Bible tells us that what we didn't have the power to do. Mm -hmm. So before Jesus you and i we they people didn't have the power to decide not to sin right. because the their father was the devil mm-hmm. and he controlled them right mm-hmm. he says no i come to do away with sin so what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you a new nature now the interesting thing is that that new nature is coexisting with that flesh yes. nature right yes. so it becomes so obedience is a decision that i have to make mm-hmm. it's how i honor god and i was saying to we you know we were both having lots of conversations around this last week. And I was saying to a young lady that I believe that one of the other big challenges that really make people feel like obedience is optional. And if you wanted to type something right now, you could say that obedience is not optional. It's (laughs) the obedience is not optional. Not if you
0: want to live your best life. In fact, I said last week, some of you may remember this. I said last week that when, when you get a word from the King, it's not optional. A king doesn't make a decree and then you go, well, I like that decree. I don't like that decree. When a king makes a decree, it's not optional. And the Bible tells us that when when Jesus speaks to us, it's not just the Ten Commandments. Everything he says to us becomes a commandment. So you're right. His words are not
1: optional. His words are not optional. And I was saying that I think that one of the things that has happened is that in people trying to become intimate with Jesus, And people be trying to become intimate with Jesus because I was talking to a young lady and she said, Well, Jesus is my homeboy. And I said, And that's part of your problem. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the problem. The casual. So it's of the, the rela- casualness of the relationship. Yes. And so what happens is, you know, i you know, let me just kind of set it up like this. A lot of people like to sing the song that I am a friend of God. Mm-hmm. But Jesus actually said, You're my friends if you keep my commandments, right. Right? right? So as every born again believer has the potential to be a friend of God. But you become a friend of God because you keep his commandments and you respect the king. And so what happens is we have to remember is that God has expressed himself in three. It's God the Father, Mm -hmm. it's God the Son, and it's God the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what Jesus told us as he was getting ready to leave. He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He is going to be your God, Mm -hmm. your comforter, and here's his job. His job is to lead you into all truth, not to lead you to what you want to do. Right. His job is to lead you into all truth. Now, the Bible denotes jesus as the king of kings and the lord of lords Mm -hmm. right it means that yes he's made us kings yes he's made us priests but he is the king still he's still Mm -hmm. the king Mm -hmm. right and the challenge for a lot of people is because they see jesus as their homeboy and we were talking to chase about it and chase said yeah he said i never want to see jesus as my homeboy he said because when my homeboys tell me to do something it's optional whether i do it or not and what i would like to see is believers understand that obedience is an issue of honor. Yeah. And it's like this, even when you become, my grandmother's been gone home to be with the Lord forever, right? But if, you're, if my grandmother was here, even though I'm an adult, if my grandmother gave me an instruction, I would do what she said from the position of honor. Right. If your mother, my mother come to our house and they ask us to do something, we not we not like, it's my house.
0: We grow. It's like, no, there is honor. And I would and like, here's, and here's the thing, hold on, just okay, don't lose your thought. Here's the thing that people get into. People get into this idea that, well, what if somebody is just trying to control me? We ain't talking about somebody. We're talking about, about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost. Because the because the Holy Ghost is the teacher. He is the Paracletus. He is the one who is designed to teach us and to lead us into all truth. So we ain't talking about your homeboy. We ain't even talking about your mama, your grandma, or even, even, even your mama or your daddy. We're really talking in this case about what did God say. What did God and say? And what God is saying to you is you have to have a fundamental understanding that no matter how... Um, how it may come across to you. It may go against everything you believe. The word of God, when it comes, it's true. And it doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not. It's designed to keep you safe and to move you into prosperity. When I say prosperity, I don't just mean money. I mean prosperity in every area of your life. So people have to get, that's going to be a fundamental understanding of why we don't need Jesus to be our homeboy. We need to be reverencing him. We need to reverence God, the father. We need to reverence Jesus, the son. We need to reverence the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher. Because when we get instruction from them, those things are designed to move us into a place of greatness. Because if I treat Jesus as my peer, then I
1: can decide to discount what he's saying when I don't want when it's to do not it convenient. when it's not yes. convenient. And so then here's how a lot of people actually do treat Jesus, how they do treat the father, how they do treat Holy Spirit. If he tells you that you can move to New York and you wanted to move to New York, then God's all on yes. that. Right. But if he tells you that he needs you to move to Florida and go back to school, then now you want to talk about your feelings. Yes. Now you want to talk about what you think. Now you want to talk about, and and, and I wore this shirt today because it says, you know, I'm led by my faith, Mm -hmm. not my feelings. Mm -hmm. And because people don't really, haven't been taught, I blame it on teaching. People haven't really been taught that God is to be honored. God is to be reverenced. There are many things in our lives that God has asked us to do that we didn't want to do. And and I'd like to say this, and I'll let you say whatever you want to say, that if you think that the job of the Holy Spirit, is to only let you do what you want to do. You got this whole thing messed up because the goal of the Holy Spirit is to bring us into alignment with the will of the father. And so for our hearts to become so pliable that we want what he wants. And sometimes we're frustrated, right? Because we're trying to use the word and we're trying to use principles to get what God never wanted us to have. And you can do that. That's what Israel did. They begged for a king and then they ended up with Saul. And if you go back and look through Israel's history, they had way more bad kings than they had good kings, right? Because God never wanted them to have a king. So because you can choose your way into some things, you can end up in some things and end up getting... Uh, taking some blows that God never intended Amen. for you to take
0: yeah. because you won't obey God. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, what I want, well, what I want to do is, I want us to, to recap I a guess little we bit. We should pray. We pray, and then what I want, what I want us to do is to recap a little bit into what uh, we talked about last week, so that we actually get into what I wanted, what I promised them I was going to share this week. Yes. Sir. So, if you'd like to pray, you go ahead and pray, and we'll get started.
1: Most gracious heavenly father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord, we thank you for Jesus, because of Jesus, we are redeemed, we thank you for Holy Spirit, who teaches and guides us, and Lord, we thank you for our heart changing today, you said that anytime we could see here and understand that we would be converted and healed, and so we Mm -hmm. thank you for pliable hearts. We thank you for hearts that are willing to let go of our agenda to embrace your agenda. We thank you for hearts that come into trust and to see that you only want what's good for us. And we bless you for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: All right. So last week, many of you remember, uh, we started talking about why it was important uh, to obey God or why obedience is important to God and why it's important for us. Uh, And one of the things we started talking about was that the fact that you can look in the Bible uh, from Genesis to Revelation. And in Genesis to Revelation, there are a multitude uh, of opportunities to see how important obeying God is. Mm-hmm. In fact, we, we see when we read scripture that it was absolutely a matter many times of life or death. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is still true. Obeying God is a matter of life and death, not just spiritually, but it has the potential to be a matter of life and death naturally yes. if you disobey God. And so uh, one of the scriptures we used last week was the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter one. uh, And we kind of looked at verse uh, verse 19. The entire chapter is wonderful. Uh, (laughs) I encourage you to read it. We won't do that today, but I encourage you to go back and read Isaiah chapter one. But one of the things that it says in Isaiah one and 19, it says that if you be willing and obedient, that's the two things. you got to have a willing heart. And then you got to act upon what you heard. Come on. That if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And when we say the land is whatever God has assigned to your life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it don't mean you can go eat somebody else's field. It means you you eat the good of your land yeah. when you are willing and, and obedient. obedient. Uh, but then it also has a caveat. It says, but if you don't, uh, the one translation says that you will die in the street. Like, like a, a dog. dog that's the one we uh, use with that's the one we is. always use with our kids you will die in the street like a dog and it's important uh and why is that important because as we said before god created us to be free moral agents he's given us choice mm-hmm. it's why we see in the book of deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 26 and 28 it has a couple of a, a couple of things in there for us and mm-hmm. here's what it says i'm going to read it out of the king james now the voice translation in deuteronomy 11 26 and 28 I think my admins already have my notes so they can put this up on the screen if they need to. It says, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. So he gives you two things. He says, You you don't really get to pick them except based on your actions. Yes. He said, Now, there's a blessing and a curse there. And it's not like you're just going on a grocery shelf and just picking one. He says, You get the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord, he says, which I've commanded you this day. He says, but you get the curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I commanded you this day to go after other gods, which you have not known. And when he says other gods, a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't I don't praise uh, some other, uh, you know, deity. But the truth of the matter is anything we put before God becomes a God for us. Right. Well, but some, you know, we would
1: be offended that someone said we praise praise another sure. God. Well, what about ourselves? Sure. Because that's who we typically yeah. make God. Yeah. We're not typically out here trying to worship the devil or some other,
0: some, you know, because some even if God. It's a job we're making ourselves to God because we want the job. Even if God says no. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then in the voice translation, I like it because it's plain and simple. It says, look, you got two choices. You can be blessed or you can be cursed. I mean, that's pretty easy. He says, if you obey his commands, which I'm giving you today, you'll be blessed. If you don't obey his commands, if you leave the path that I'm showing you today so you can go and worship other gods who are foreign to you, then you will be cursed. And we know that word blessed means empowered to to prosper, prosper and the word cursed means empowered to fail. You get to choose through your actions of obedience how you're going to be empowered, but you're going to be empowered. So
1: what I hear you saying is, is that you can love Jesus, mm-hmm. you can come to church, yep. you can be in every virtual service, yep. but if you practice disobedience yes. during the work, yes. during the week, you are going to live in power to fail, even though you're making confessions. Is that what you're saying, Pastor?
0: And I'm saying, even though you in your heart say you love God, but the but, but listen, I, I'm saying, I, and I use that phrase, you say you love God, because the scripture says, clearly, if you, if love, you love me, Keep my commandments. The condition of loving God is what? Keep Keeping my commandment. his commandments. So when He tells me to do something, He it's it's like a, it's like you having a child and your child says, "I love you, I love you, I love you," but they keep breaking curfew. don't they? You, you say you say I'm giving I'm giving you a curfew to keep you safe. I'm giving you a curfew to give you some freedom to teach you how to be responsible. You keep telling me you love me, but at the same time you're telling me you love me. You keep doing everything I tell you not to do. That doesn't seem like love. So, so, so yes, pastor, people can, can come to church. Yes, pastor, people can, can, can praise, people can give, they can serve, but if they're not doing what God's called them to do, I would give a push and ask them the question, but do you love God? Do you really love God? You know, or you think about, you like, might like the idea of God of loving God, right?
1: Kind of like people like the idea of marriage, but they don't actually
0: love marriage, <laughs> right, right? Right, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, all right. right okay. Right, right. And so so Deuteronomy lays it out for us very clearly and tells us that we have a choice. We can be blessed or we can be cursed, right? Mm -hmm. And then last week, what we did is we kind of had this talk where we defined obedience. We kind of gave ourselves a a working definition. I won't go through all of that, but here's what we came to. And and, and if you're watching this morning, you can go ahead and type this uh, in the comment section, that obedience is hearing God and acting accordingly.
1: Hearing God and acting according.
0: Man, we came up with all these things. We talked about how obedience was about hearing and hearkening to a higher authority. We talked about how it's really kind of like a military term where you position yourself under someone's authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, if you are private and you got a sergeant over you and that sergeant gives you an order as a private, you gotta you got to obey that order, right? Uh and and, and that's how it is in the kingdom. There's rank and order in the kingdom, and and, and, and not that somebody's more important, but when I say rank and order in that we have a we have a general, you know, in the kingdom, and that's God. He is He is over everything, and we are to be submissive to that. Uh and so we said that literally obedience for us is hearing God's word and then acting accordingly, right? So if God tells me He wants me to spend the next three days praying, Uh, For thirty minutes a day, I demonstrate my love for him by By doing doing what he said. Yes, and I and 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 I'm practicing obedience because I'm hearing and acting accordingly. Hearing, because many of us can hear God, Mm -hmm.
1: right? God said, "Don't say that." Mm -hmm. He said, "Don't go there." He said, "Sow that seed and be respectful Mm -hmm. to your boss." Mm -hmm. He said do this and that, right? Mm-hmm. And what we typically try to do is the same thing that Saul did. We try to offer God a sacrifice right, when God is off asking right, for our right, obedience. Right. Many of us, God may say fast and we say, I'm gonna give a bigger mm-hmm, offering. Mm-hmm. God may say forgive and we say, yep. um, you know what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend more time praying, right? But it is to hear and act
0: accordingly, mm-hmm.
1: which is why you then gave us the eight reasons why obedience to God is important because obedience does matter d- to God. Oh, s-
0: somebody ought to type that that. in the comment section. Obedience matters to God.
1: Share this video. If this video is blessing you, share it. You can share it in your story. You can share it on your timeline. You can share it in any groups where it's acceptable. But let's talk about these eight reasons why obedience to God is important.
0: So let's talk about them real quick. Number one, we said that obedience was important to God because number one, Jesus calls us to obey. The Bible clearly tells us in John 14 and 15 that if you love me, Keep Keep my my commandments. commandments. That's what we were just talking about. The condition to what we don't have to tell anybody that we love God. We don't have to tell God that we love him. He says, I know you love me because you are willing to keep my commandments. So number one, Jesus calls us to obey him.
1: Number two, obedience is an act of worship. And I really want to talk about this one because people love to identify as worshipers. Mm. And I remember being in service years ago when we were singing this song. I command my hands to clap the Lord, Mm. to clap to praise the Lord. I command my my feet to stomp. And the Holy Spirit said to me, what good does it do for you to clap in here and stomp in here? When you leave here, I can't tell you mm, anything. Mm. Worship is doing what God told you to do. And many of us, we've gotten the emotional fix of worship. I came into the presence. I cried. I laid on the floor. I felt the presence on me. But when you got up,
0: did you do what mm. he said? You know, it reminds me of the scripture says, why? Why call me Lord, Lord, Lord? <laughs> he said, why call me Lord, Lord, and then do not what I say? Why, why, why do that? Why why tell me you love me? Why call me Lord? But then you don't even do what I say, because indication that you are serving a Lord is to be obedient.
1: It's to just, it's oh, God. Kev said earlier on there, he said, Jesus equals our Lord. Yeah, he is. He equals our Lord. I don't care how, I don't care how casual he may be with us. Right. We can never forget. It's just like parenting. I don't care how casual your parents get with you. You should never forget
0: your mom is your right. mom. You better not. Right. In the, house, the right house. house, you better not. Yes, and, all and, right. You know, and it's so important. And I know we're going to move on to number three. But when you talk about this obedience as an act of worship, I think it's so important because, you know, whenever in the Old Testament they went to worship, they didn't go and do what we do today as worship. They didn't come together and somebody play and they do music and all that. They offered something. They offered. Yes. An act of worship is an offering. And And so the Bible is clear in Romans 12 and one when it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your what your bodies as a what? A living living sacrifice. sacrifice. He said, if you want to be a worshiper, then sacrifice your your body in the sense that we even when you don't want to obey God, obey God. So
1: what I hear you saying mm-hmm. is, it's gonna be sometimes because if if I'm not mistaken, your mouth is a part of your body. That's right. So it's gonna be sometimes you gonna to want to say something, and the Lord gonna tell you to be quiet. And as an act of worship, you gonna shut
0: your mouth. You gonna to have to lay your mouth on the altar. He mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. you gotta present it as a living sacrifice that becomes holy and acceptable unto God. Now, how does something become acceptable unto God? It matches what he had predetermined. Because you can't just bring God anything. You can't just bring God anything. So it matches what he predetermined. So if he predetermined I was supposed to be quiet, I got to bring him a mouth that's quiet. Mm -hmm. So, So I
1: may be single, And I may feel like having sex. My body may be all worked up. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Even if I got to lay in my bed and cry, what I'm going to say is I love you so much. And it's interesting because I think this act of worship is that if we're honest, many of us in our flesh, we want God to worship us. Mm. We want God to give us what we want when we want it. When we want it. Mm. God, I want this job. God, I mm-hmm. want this man. God, this is how I feel. He says, No, no, no. I'm not the one. I already brought the body sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And then I love
0: this. He says, It's your reasonable. I was hoping service. you weren't gonna leave that out. So reasonable. anybody who's thinking that they really doing something, and you know, people get to the point where they're like, God, I did this for you. I gave this up. I did this. I did that. Man, that's your reasonable. It is your reasonable reasonable. You service. know what you, you, we that, talk that's, about? That's C work. That's C work. You, <laughs> you don't was, get no A because because you didn't fornicate. You don't get no A. Even, because, no, no, no. Even if everybody yeah. else fornicates. You don't get no A for that. That's your reasonable service. No,
1: listen, we just go talk to y'all <laughs> like we talk about it when we're talking to each other. It's like people want brownie points. Yeah. They want to be rubbed on the back for doing the bare minimum. I don't care what you sacrifice. It's never going to compare to that cross. Never. It is never going to compare to that cross. It is C work. The least you can do is take care of your body. The least you can do is close your mouth. The least you can do is not date who God told you not to date. That's the least you can do. You don't get no rewards for that mess. It's the least you That's can do. That's the least you can do. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> so number one, Jesus calls us to, to obey. obey. Number two, obedience is an act of worship. And then number three, last week we said, Watch this. Even though it's just C-word, God rewards our obedience. Yes, he does. You get rewarded for doing what's reasonable. When you obey God, he literally rewards you for doing that which you should have done anyway. So
1: you a straight C student and he and He treating you like you just it's, 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 it's,
0: it's like It's literally like you, you give your kids an assignment uh, to do something like wash the dishes. And, and because they wash the dishes, you then take them to Starbucks or Seven Brew and get them drinks because they did what was... Reasonable. reasonable. I that mean you, reasonable. you live here in the house You you live under our roof You eat our food Washing a dish is your reasonable service So
1: I want to use it in a way people can understand it. Oh, You okay. use his oxygen okay. yeah. You use his strength yeah. to move your body Yeah. It's his ability the reason that you can go to your job and work it right. Your obedience is just
0: reasonable But he's so good He's so good like
1: He will reward yeah. you for being reasonable
0: yeah. How do we know? Because the Bible says in Luke 11 and 28 it says, but even more blessed. Now, he didn't say you was going to be blessed. He said, even more, more blessed, blessed are all who hear the word of God and do what? Put it into practice. Put it into practice. Put it into practice. Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. So God rewards us for obedience. That was number three. Number four, obedience proves our love. Mm.
1: You could just drop the mic right there. Yeah. If you want, if, if everybody understands this. In a natural relationship, I cannot say that I love you. Tell you I'm gonna be faithful and I got six boyfriends. Right, right. right. Everybody would be like, Pastor Sean don't love you. Pastor Ellen, you ought to go ahead and leave. You ought not put up with that mess. So why is it that you get to cheat on God with your disobedience? You don't want nobody to cheat on you. If your friend, if you feel like your friend is friends with somebody who Mm -hmm. don't like you, you is in your feelings. But why is it okay for us to cheat on God? Yeah, come on. Come on. Obedience proves our love. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes, it does. Loving God means doing what he commands us to do. Mm-hmm. So, this go going to some of y'all so love ain't love. Love is doing what he told you to do.
0: That's what I was saying earlier. He said, look, if you love me, keep my commandment. How do you prove you love me? Because love means doing what God has commanded us to do, according to 2 John 6. He mm-hmm. says, look, love means doing what what God has commanded us to do so 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 that's even this idea of loving our neighbor that's a commandment right in fact it's one of the commandments that that, that everything else holds upon right so 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 we even have to practice loving other people even those who are unlovable right mm-hmm. and then number five we said obedience to God it demonstrates our faith what' your shirt say it says led by faith and not by my feelings. when, When we are obedient to God, it is demonstrating what your shirt says. Obedience says I'm being led by faith and not by anything in my five senses. Now, this is important because I feel
1: like that, you know, we, we have a new a, a new dispensation where people are going to therapy and they're working through their feelings sure, and stuff like that. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We encourage at, it. But at the end of the day, let's take forgiveness, for example. Mm-hmm. You may have every legitimate, logical reason not to forgive your parents. Yep. But the Bible says forgive. Yep. And what too many people want to do is they want to use their feelings as a justification for their disobedience. Mm-hmm. What God says is that even when you don't feel like yeah. forgiving, you can choose to forgive, and I will give you the grace to do what you didn't think you had the capacity Amen. to do. Amen. But I love this scripture right here in 1 John 2, 3, and 4 in the New Living Translation. It says, and we can be sure that we know him yeah. if we obey his commands. I'm going to read this. This is what the Bible says. It says, if someone claims, I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments. That person is a liar and is not living in truth. Now somebody would say this an old school. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. would what say this an old school teacher say, right and here. The
0: truth ain't in you. It says, and the, you a <laughs> lie,
1: and the truth ain't That's in right. you. That's right. It says if you say you know God, yep. But you make it a practice mm-hmm. to disregard God's commandments. You a lie. You a lie. You a lie. <laughs> <You're> a lie. <laughs> you know that word that, that so many people couldn't say in their home. I couldn't say it. That's why I'm saying it so hard right now. I you, couldn't say it as you, a kid. You, you, you no, 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 you a bald-faced <laughs> lie, and the truth ain't in yeah, you. Yeah. If you say you love God, I don't care. You you know I'm excited to teach this, because I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how many confessions you make. I don't care how much you cry. At the end of the day, this scripture right here tells you is that when push comes to shove, if you don't choose to obey God, and you say you know Him, you a lie, and the
0: truth ain't in you. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen it, which, which goes along to point number six, though, because point number six said obedience is better than sacrifice so you fool yourself into thinking that you're loving god because you're disobeying something he told you to do because it was tough and then trying to offer him up something else and so you're still a liar the truth ain't in you and you're deceiving yourself you're like the person who looks into a mirror sees themselves walks away and then forgets what they look like you are a liar and the truth ain't in you if you practice disobedience we ain't talking about be, being, being perfect. Yes, we all are going to miss the mark sometime. Sometimes you're going to think you heard God and you're going to do something. and It was the wrong thing. Sometimes you, you're not going to be sure and you're not going to do it. And it was God. You're going to miss God if you walk with God long enough. I tell people that all the time. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is when you know what God has told you to do. But because it is difficult, you allow your flesh to become superior to what your spirit wants to do. The Bible says it like this is that our flesh is enemy with God. In other words, it's an enemy with God. It's always wrestling and fighting with it, right? You got to crucify your flesh every single day so that what you're offering to God is what we talked about in Romans 12 and 1, is your life as a living sacrifice. So obedience is much better than sacrifice. We talked about that last week uh, when, when, we were, when we were asking the question uh, in, in, in Isaiah chapter 1 when he says, he asked the question, he says, who told you you could bring me something like this? Who who told you this was a this was an acceptable offering to bring me? You know, it, when, when we disobey God, that's kind of what he feels like. Who told you it was OK for you to to pray three times in, 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 in substitution of fornication? I didn't tell you to get up every morning at 5:30 and pray this week. I told but you I, get that I nigga out you your bed. Not to be sleeping with that man. You're not married. Get that to. man out your bed. That's what I told you. <laughs> so it's important to learn
1: to obey God. But I think that this is important. You can go back to Genesis yes. and see that God don't accept everything. Look at Cain and Abel. One bought an offering that he accepted, and the other one he said, I don't want this mess. Yep. And I think that we misrepresent God when we we don't act like God doesn't ever say, I don't want that yeah, mess. Yeah. I didn't ask you to bring me that. Yeah. What I asked you to do was close your mouth, not to bring <laughs> an extra offering. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, come on now. Come
1: on. Now, number seven. And disobedience leads to sin and death. Come on. And it leads to sin and death. <laughs> it's says Romans 5 and 19 it says for as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners so by one man's obedience many will be made righteous now if Jesus had to obey the father mm-hmm. who in the world do we think we are that we don't have to obey mm-hmm. in fact it says that, obe- that Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered you know why because Jesus too was in the flesh and he had to do that Romans 12 and mm-hmm. one work. he had to present his body as a living sacrifice there were some times they were wanted to pump Jesus up. They wanted Jesus to become the king and the ruler, but Jesus path was the cross. Yes. And so he had to crucify his flesh. He could look at all of those leaders, knew he could teach them under the table, knew that he could do all of these miracles, and he had to stay obedient to his assignment. Yes. I just want to say this, at the end of the day, when God is when you stand before the Lord, when I stand before the Lord, when you stand before yep. the Lord, he is not going to talk to us about the other person. No. He's not going to talk to us about the
0: other person. He's he's not interested in my record when he's talking to you. Come on. He is interested in your record of obedience. And that's why that's and that's why obedience is so good, because I can literally be in a place full of people disobeying and I can choose to obey. I can choose to obey. Now the issue with being in a place With a bunch of people Who practice disobedience Is that we know your environment Is always, always working, working on people. you So you want to make sure You hang around some folk Who understand and love the idea Of being obedient enough to God That they're practicing it in their life It's
1: something Kristen and I talk about That we won't be good friends With anybody who doesn't value obeying yeah, God yeah. You can be cool We can laugh and hee-haw yeah, yeah, But yeah. I will not We can't have no deep it. relationship No we can't have no deep relationship right. If you don't value yeah, obeying yeah. God Because if I value you your voice you'll start talking me backing me up yes. off of my mm-hmm. obedience and then what a lot of saints do is because your obedience seems better than other people mm-hmm. because now you're comparing now you, rank yourself, and seen. you rank and seeing mm-hmm. you comparing yourself to other people but I want to say this because I say this all the time God has no interest in making you a better version of yourself God is interested in making you look like Jesus. Yes Jesus is always yeah. going to be the yeah. standard.
0: Yeah. All right. Absolutely and then number eight We finished up last week and we said that it is through obedience that we experience the blessings. And when we talk about the blessings, we ain't talking about stuff, per se. Uh, The the blessing is that empowerment to succeed. Um, And and you want to have an empowerment to succeed in raising your children. Mm -hmm. You want to have an empowerment to succeed in your vocation. You want to have an an empowerment to to succeed where your health is concerned. And so the Bible in Psalms 119 Verse one through eight. It's where I ended last week. It's, it's. I, I just love this. I love all of Psalms one nineteen. The Psalms one nineteen is so good. It's so many. you read that. It's, it's long, but it's so much good in there, right? If they take the next
1: seven days, they can have <laughs> they can it all read right, before we come that's back.
0: That's right. That's right. But Psalms one nineteen, the first verse one through eight in the New Living Translation, it says it like this. It says, "Joyful are people of integrity." I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. We're talking about obedience. He equates obedience to integrity. He says, joyful are the people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. It says, joyful are those who obey in his laws and search him with all of their hearts. In other words, when I don't know what to do, I don't make it up. I go to God. I ask God for wisdom, insight, and understanding because what I want to end up doing is whatever he says is the right thing to do. He then goes on to say, he says, you have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. In other words, he says, I'm charging you to not let anything come into your life that's going to allow you to make a decision to disobey what I have said because it presents itself as looking better.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't know what that scripture is, but there's a scripture that says um, that what is it? It's something like the like the, the, the pathway to destruction is wide. Or, 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 it's, 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 and I, I, I don't, I don't know where it is, but it used to get quoted. I grew up church of God in Christ, and so they used to quote it to us all the time. They say, like, the end of destruction uh, is at the end of that path, uh, or, or one path is. The path of the one path is narrow, one path is wide. Y'all know the scripture I'm talking about.
1: Well, is it this in Matthew seven and thirteen? Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many many enter through it.
0: It may be. I, what what I do know is this: <laughs> there is gonna be some situations in your life. It's gonna seem like it's so easy to go, and God's gonna tell you to go down a different path that seems so narrow and so difficult. And in, in your natural mind, if you're not careful, you will choose what. Looks easy and good over what God has said.
1: The Bible says it like this in Proverbs. It says, There is a way that seemeth right.
0: There you go. That's it. There is a
1: way That's that the scripture. seemeth right. Yes. But it
0: ended, ended in destruction. destruction. That's what I was looking you for. You
1: have to be careful who you're letting decide what's right. Yes. Something can look good. And I always think about this when we first got married and we wanted to move to Atlanta. Man. We wanted to move it to Atlanta. It was before the Olympics, too. Yes. It, Man. It, we wanted to move to Atlanta so bad. It pop it. And Atlanta looked <laughs> like it was going to be the perfect place for us. And the Lord spoke to us and said, your marriage will not make it in Atlanta. Yeah. So you know what we did?
0: We stayed right we on here. Go,
1: we didn't people know. People. <laughs> we weren't happy about it. Let's be no, true. No, we weren't we happy about it. About it. We, we were was ha- like,
0: dang, why dang, everybody, why why everybody did, else did did get to, to go to Atlanta. Atlanta?
1: But let me tell you something. Anytime you're saying why everybody else, that's a mark of immaturity. Sure it is. And we were so immature. But we were mature enough to obey God. We were mature enough to obey God. There have been so many times we have wanted to do something. And the Lord has said, no. Yeah. Because you know what, all the promises of God are yes and amen, not the stuff he didn't tell you that you mm-hmm. can have. Mm-hmm. And many times you get yourself in a situation where God tells you not to do something and you do it anyway. Because let me say this, because one of the things we got to know about ourselves is who we call for advice dictates who's leading us. And, and can I be honest?
0: Come on. A lot of times we know who to call for advice. Mm-hmm. You don't, we, we rarely get calls from anybody saying, Pastor Edwin, Pastor Sean, I'm thinking about hooking up tonight. We rarely get the calls. I'm about to cheat on my hook. Yeah, we we don't get those calls. Mm hmm. What the calls we get are very different. So people aren't, people are not uh, uh, unaware of, of who to call. You got to be careful of calling the wrong folk just because you want them to agree with you. Because many times, when we want to sing,
1: when we want to go our own way, we find someone who will co-sign. Yes. We find someone to say, oh, you just human. Oh, you, you know, you got to live your own life. You got to do your own thing. You better be careful about allowing those people to Absolutely. speak in your life. Because this is what the Bible tells us. You are only
0: ever drawn away yes. by the lust of your That's own it. flesh. That's it. Amen. It was in you. <laughs> it was in you. It was in, it was you. in you. It was in and because you. Because it was in you, you looked for someone who would agree with you so that you wouldn't feel bad about doing what you had already decided you was going to do anyway. Cuz that yeah, that part, you had already decided, already decided. that you was going to do. It. That's why you called the person who you knew would agree with your disagreement with God. Uh-huh. So let me just tell on myself
1: before you tell on me. The other day, <laughs> the other day Pastor Edwin was going to um he wanted to use a TikTok that he had seen in order to prank me. Now, if you know anything about my whole gonna self, story? I'm not going to tell the whole part, but I'm going <laughs> to tell some of it. Um, if you know anything about me, you know that in my former life, I I'm, I'm, I was a fighter. I've had a lot of fights. I have gotten a lot of people told. I have acted out of character. So anyway, I was getting ready to go exercise. My back was turned to Elwin. And he tell him what you did, babe.
0: So some of you have seen the, the TikTok challenge where you... Uh, act like you're talking on the phone or you really are talking on the phone to someone and you say something like, well, you know, hey, can you call me back? I- I- I'm with my friend right now or something like that. So I was I was in the but room. But the
1: person is your spouse that you're saying. Right, about. right, right, right,
0: right, right. So I was in the room and I had been wanting to do this prank on Pastor Sean, but I had to be careful because number one, uh, Pastor Sean is left-handed. I forget that sometimes. And she quick to strike out. So I had to make sure I was far enough away. So I was laying on the bed uh, I had just gotten off of a phone call, so I knew that it would be believable that I could be on another phone call. So I picked up my cell phone, and I had, was faking having this conversation. And as I was having this conversation, I, I was acting. I, I changed my voice. like I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yes, yeah, it's good to hear from you. I was like, hey, listen, um, can, can you call me back? Uh, I, my friend's over here right now. And so I and I said okay, and I said yeah, all right. I talk to you later. <laughs> so I immediately started laughing because Pastor showed reaction when she when she when her head did a one eighty <laughs> on her neck and turned around, <laughs> and I was like. Who the
1: freak you talking to? And before I knew it, I was like, you better quit playing with me. I'll slap you in your face. He is crying on the floor. But as I was walking, I was getting ready to call one of them. This is the breeze I'm telling the story. I was getting ready to call one of my rowdy friends who will remain nameless <laughs> to protect them. Right. And the Lord said, don't call them. You don't need them to cosign that you did the right thing because you didn't hit Edwin. You need me to address with you why you still reacting like that. Because you went off-off. I went off-off. I was like, I will fight you. I will tear this house Some stuff remained private. She went off-off. I was like, y'all fill in the blanks. Anyway, but the point is don't first of all the point is don't be pranking me because (laughs) y'all gonna see your pastor looking bad because i ain't there yet but the point is i got ready to call somebody who would make me feel better
0: about about,
1: about how i had gone (laughs) off because because what i wanted them to say is well you didn't act like you would have acted 20 years ago right." right But God was like, no, no, no. The standard is not the old Sean Strickland. The standard is Christ. He said, and you have got to get to the point that even in a pressure situation, it's not the old you that's coming up. It's me that's coming up.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: So I had to come back home and apologize. Because
0: we always say what's in you gonna gonna come out in a pressure situation. In a pressure situation. When you can call (laughs) friends.
1: baby. I was (laughs) like, 26 years, I will fight you up in this house. I'll pray my strength. But that's the point. Right. So I wanted to call someone yeah. who would co-sign,
0: yeah. who would make me feel better about and it. And we often do that. We do. we do. We call the people who we know are going to make us feel okay in whatever wrong we either are about to do or have or done. Have done. Right.
1: <laughs> and he said, "I, you need to talk to me because I want to talk to you about
0: why that's still in your heart amen 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 keep going <laughs> so this morning we just want to talk real quick about this idea of the benefits of obedience because there are benefits to obeying God we've talked about why they're important right but there are some tangible benefits to come with obeying God and what and, and somebody says well well why do we always have to talk about the benefits I was talking to a friend of mine this week on Facebook he was talking about what we're going to talk about and uh, I said I'm talking about the benefits of obeying God and he, said, he said he said he said he hates the fact then we always have to tell people that there's a benefit. But the fact of the matter is what we know about human nature is that human nature, because we are human beings, we are tripartite beings, right? We we have a body, mm-hmm. we have a soul, and we have a and, and we are spirit beings. As human beings, we know that we tend to gravitate toward those things that benefit us mm-hmm. and retreat from those things that, that cause, cause us pain. pain. That's right? right. And so I say that's that's the reason that I, I frame it this way. Um, yes, we should just obey God Because part of demonstrating our love Is, is obeying, obeying God But there are some benefits He says, hey, I have a system in place And if you obey me There are some promises that come with you to, That comes with obeying me And there are also some benefits And so I want to share with you just real quick A couple of scriptures uh, that you can write down They'll put them up for you But I want you to to know That these are the promises Some, some of the promises that he gives Let me add that
1: And because God knows how he wired us, he wants us to know that there is a reward for serving him. Sure he does. It's It's why he told us in his Word. He told (laughs) us. It's like when people say, I'm a giver, but I'm not a receiver. Then you don't understand the kingdom. That's right. Because he wants you to know that there
0: is a benefit for doing it his way. In fact. The reason he set the system up to be a giver is so that you can receive. So you
1: can receive. So to say Amen. that you are a
0: giver but not a receiver is is is, is like saying you you are you are a tiger with no stripes or something. I mean that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. He says the method. For receiving is giving. So I tell you, I tell you to give, so that I set you up for always being able to receive.
1: Hey Amen. I just want to say, I think we can come if we don't get through all this, we can come back and do this next week. Okay, I'm having that's a good fine. time doing that's this fine.
0: with you. What time is it? I don't all know. We got seven minutes. Oh, okay, till, till eleven. Okay. Okay. So let me, let's let's just talk about these these three promises then, and then we can do whatever we can come back and, and, and do whatever we need to next week. Um, I do want people to know what these benefits are though, because I, I asked them this week to practice the little things so that they could get to understand these benefits. So number one, uh, here's one of the promises that we get concerning obedience. Exodus 19 and Mm 5. Exodus 19 and 5 in the voice translation says this. It says, Now if you will hear my voice, obey what I say and keep my covenant, then you out of all the nations of the world will be my treasured people, after all, the earth belongs to me. I love it. I love it. He I says, listen, it. he says, if you will hear my voice, and why is hearing his voice important? Because the will of God, because faith begins. Where the will of God is known. So he says, you got to hear my voice so that you know what the will of God is so you can be in faith. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in faith, you're not led by your feelings. That's right. That's when you're right. in faith, you're not led. He says, and then if you will obey what I say, in other words, if I say, hey, I want you to, to, to not move to Atlanta. Because moving to Atlanta, your marriage won't survive. So if you hear my voice, obey what I say and keep my covenant. He says, then you out of everybody else in these nations, he was talking to Israel, he said out of all the other nations, he says, you will be my treasured people. In other words, you become special to God. When you hear God's voice, you obey his word and you keep his covenant. You become very special to God. He says, and after all, he said, the whole earth belongs to me anyway.
1: You know what I love about this, people. If people are honest, you may love all your kids the same, but your obedient kids have a different place in your heart. Oh yeah. Oh, now, yeah. don't nobody want to say that? I mean, you but love them. You love all your kids, yeah. but your obedient the kids you don't have to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. The kid they and he says, he says you will be a treasure to me. Now, people, somebody may say this is the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, this is what he says: If you are a quick, prompt to do, cheerful giver. You become a treasure to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the one of the promises... He says, I'm unwilling to do without you. I'm, I'm unwilling to do without that's, you. That's being treasured. So when I choose to obey God, I make myself a treasure to him. Why? Because he knows he can depend on me
0: to partner with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, Deuteronomy 5. Yeah, Deuteronomy 5 and 29. Here's another promise. Deuteronomy 5 and 29, he says, Oh, that there was such a heart in them. In other words, he says, I wish, I wish they, I wish my children had a heart in them, that they would fear me or they would reverence me and keep all of my commandments always. He says, I wish that heart was in them to do it, not because I need them to obey me, to make me God. He said, but I want them to do it so that it might be well with them. And with their children, how forever, forever.
1: So what, forever. You, so what he says is, he says, if you will obey, you become a treasure to me. Mm-hmm. He says, and if you obey, it will be well with you. Mm-hmm. And what I love, we've and seen. And your children. And your children. It begins, you begin, we talk so much about generational curses. Mm-hmm. He says, but if you will practice obedience you will set up generational blessings for your kids. You will set up generational blessings. It will be well with you and your children. And we've lived this. We have seen how obeying God, there are times where it has looked like that obeying God made us look like a fool. Yeah,
0: and cost us a lot. And
1: it looked like it cost us a lot. But the reward, the wellness that he has brought to us Mm -hmm. for obeying Mm -hmm. God, It has been worth any tear. It has been worth any place we could not move, yep. anything we could not do. Yep. Why? Because whatever God when God
0: rewards, he always gives you more than you gave. Always. 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 And think, always. About, and think about it. He says, I love how he says, he says, oh that there was such a heart in them. He says, I'm I'm I, I you know we talk about you, you mentioned generational curses. He's literally saying, I wish they had a heart in them that they will be so overwhelmed with generational blessings than generational curses. He says, I want them to obey me so that it'll be well with them and their children forever. I love this too,
1: though. It says, such a heart, which lets mm-hmm. us know we can choose what kind of heart choose. we
0: have.
1: You say that. Say I can choose my heart.
0: I can choose my heart. I
1: believe it's Hebrews that it says that we can train our senses mm, to yes. discern good from evil. Yes, we yes. can train ourselves. Yes. So maybe in the beginning
0: you just cuss people out. Oh, say, say that. Say that. Say I can train myself to obey God. I can train I can myself train to myself. obey God. If I can train to build my muscles, if I can train to run a marathon, if I can train to run a 5K, if I can train to be a doctor, if I can train to be a lawyer, I can train myself to obey God.
1: Let me add something to that. I can train myself to love to obey. Mm, Not yes. just to obey. Yes, but love. I can train myself to love oh, to so obey now you, God. So,
0: so what I hear you saying then is that I can train myself on the willing part too. On the willing part. Not just the willing and obedient. But I can train myself on the willing and I can train myself on the obedient part.
1: I remember when we first started, when I first started working out last year, right? I just trained myself on the doing. Yes. Right? But now I've gotten to the point oh, okay. that now I start craving mm. the thing that I mm-hmm. used to not want to mm-hmm. do. And Mm -hmm. I said to you the other day, I just got to get up here and go ahead and walk because every moment that I'm not walking, myself is reminding me that I ought to go ahead and walk. That you want to walk. That I want to walk.
0: You trained yourself to want to walk. I
1: trained myself to want to walk. So if I can train myself to walk, Mm -hmm. then I can train myself to love Mm -hmm. to walk. So I can train myself to obey, and then I can train myself to love obey. How do you train yourself to love to obey God? This is the simple thing that I do. Two things. One, I'm living for this. You've heard me say this for years. I live for one thing, to hear him say, well done. Well done. I talk to you all the time about the thing that I hate is to get in trouble with God. Yep. I hate for God to call my name. I hate for God to say, <laughs> Sean, come here, let me talk to you. So I live for well done, yeah. right? Yeah. I live for well done. And I always remember the cross. Mm. I always remember that no matter how hard it may seem, whatever God is asking mm-hmm. me to do, it's not, the cross.
0: Mm. It's it's not, the, not cross. the cross. It's not the cross. It's not the cross. It's not the cross. Whatever I got to go through, it ain't the cross. It's not the cross. I, th- it no, may feel like a cross, but it ain't the cross. No one is pulling every hair out of my face. No no one is is, is beating me uh, with a cat of nine tails, 40 strikes minus one. No one is putting a crown of thorns on my head. No one is piercing me on my side. No one is is disfiguring me so bad. Because the Bible says that when Jesus reappeared, he was so disfigured from the beating and what he had went through that the disciples didn't even recognize who he was. So whatever he's asking me to do, it's not the cross.
1: I'll be honest. I don't understand how you watch something like The Passion of Christ and then
0: then your obedience is still optional. Because we see it as a movie. We, yeah. don't, we don't we don't understand that, that is a depiction in the smallest sense of what Jesus really went through because when you understand that it, and I, I it, to me I just I think about it like this Jesus. every physical ailment known and unknown every mental impairment known and unknown Jesus bore them all at, at the one time. time He bore them all at one time there there hasn't been a, a diagnosis that man has come up with that Jesus didn't suffer. My God. There hasn't been a physical ailment known to mankind. Even if we haven't discovered it yet, Jesus still felt the brunt of it when he was on the cross. And so whatever he's asking me to do is minuscule compared to the cross. Think about it.
1: He had cancer and HIV. He had depression. He had hepatitis. He had um social anxiety. He was manic. He was high and low at the same Fine. time. Oh. He was suicidal. He was psychotic. He was, he was schizophrenic. All of it <laughs> at the, the same, same time. time for me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: All of that And all when I time. think about that, what could he ask me to do? Mm-hmm. What could he not move into Atlanta? That's a light yeah, thing. Yeah. Not getting to go off yeah. on somebody. Yeah. That's a light yeah. thing everything he has asked me to do is a light thing compared to what he did and here's the thing everything he's asking me to do is to benefit my life yeah, yeah.
0: it's to benefit my yeah. Yeah. life yeah amen listen well, so so what we'll do is we'll come back Yeah, next, one more we'll, oh yeah right there yeah. well so we'll come back uh next week and talk about these benefits of obeying God because we want to we want to give them time uh, yeah because they're important it's nine of them and we want to and we and, and and they they function in different areas and um, and 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 some of them are things that God grants to us. And some of the other benefits are things that God becomes for us. And so we want to come back next week and, and deal with those. And so uh, we, we'll finish with, with this with this third promise uh, that we, we, we mentioned. It's in James 1.25. Mm-hmm. In James 1.25, the Bible says it like this. It says, but whosoever uh, looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, well, what is the perfect law of liberty? It's whatever God is saying. Mm-hmm. And why is it why is it the perfect law of liberty? Because whatever God says to us, it frees us. It doesn't yeah. put us in bondage. Yeah. So it says, "Whoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty," or I say it like this: "Whoever hears what Holy Spirit or or, or the Bible or God, whatever you want, who, wh- whoever hears what that is telling us, they look into perfection. And when they do, if they continue in that." It says, and they don't become a forgetful hearer. In other words, when things get tough, you don't forget what God said. When, when, when things get, when, when, when things seem like it's not going the right way, you don't forget what God said and do something else. It says, whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, you do what God says. It says, and this man or this woman shall be blessed in his deeds. In other words, they should be empowered to prosper in whatever they are doing. And I don't know about you, but a promise that says whatever I do is going to prosper if I'm doing it because I'm obeying God makes me feel great. It's like yeah. a guarantee. Yeah. It mean it's, it's 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 that, you know, there was a song all we do is win. Literally, when you obey God, all you can do is win. All you can do is win. All you can do is win.
1: So what what I hear you saying is that when I, when I obey God, I become a treasure to him. Yes. That's enough right That's there. That's what the word is. I become is. a treasure I, him. I, I'm valuable. But, and I love this because it tells us everybody don't have the same favor. Right. Because Jesus had to grow in favor. Yes. Everybody yes. does not yes. have the same yes. favor. And you
0: see that in the Bible. We
1: know everybody didn't have the same, the same favor. So how do I cultivate favor? Obedience. obedience. You want more favor on your life. God, I need more favor. God, I need you to raise up people to do for me what I can't do for myself. Okay. Bring yourself into obedience. Obed. So he says you'll become a treasure to him. Mm-hmm. Then he says it'll be well with you and your children. Mm-hmm. So he makes you a generational promise.
0: Yes. You and your children, right? So your obedience can set up your kids being treasured and your grandkids being treasured. And so obedience becomes, my God, think about that. You know, when we think about the Waltons, right, when those are the, those are who know Sam Walton, and you think about the Walton family, mm-hmm. you can't mention their name and people not think wealth. Yes. Because wealth has become who the Waltons are. You may not even know, you may know Sam Walton's name, you may even know his wife's name, but you may not even know his kids' name, and certainly not his grandkids or his great-grandkids. But if they walk into a place and they say their last name is Walton from Bittenville, Arkansas... People are going to associate them with wealth. He says, I can make your name great and it with obeying God.
1: Well, that's what he told um, Abraham. Abraham. He says, if you will do yes. it my way, yes. I will make your name great. I, but And I think that here's the thing. When you become obedient, mm-hmm. you care more about his name being great than your, than your own reputation. Sure. Right. right? So he says, I'll make you a treasure. He says, I'll set you up to be a generational blessing to your children. Think of all the promises that go with that.
0: And one of the promises that goes with that is he said, when you obey me, you shall never be ashamed. You shall never be ashamed. So while you're trying to protect your name, he's really trying to help you protect your name by saying, listen, do it my way, obey me. Your name will be great because I'm going to make sure you're never ashamed.
1: Yes, I love it. And then he says, you'll be blessed in your deed. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this the other day. There are many times when we have a dream, a legitimate dream and vision God gave us. Mm -hmm. But what we don't do is follow his instructions about the making of it. So God says to you, you're going to be X. You're going to be a millionaire business owner, right? Mm -hmm. And what you try to do is get there your own way. Yeah you try to decide who should be your coach you try to decide which school you should go to right but not even understanding that if you would look into the perfect law of liberty, that the moment he said that you were going to have a million dollar business, that he already had the path charted out. And if you would not forget what he says, even when you're sitting with people who say it doesn't make sense to do it this way. But if you would be a doer of the word, you would be blessed in that deed. Amen. That's true for parenting. That's true for marriage. That's true for fitness. I've talked to people about this. Even in fitness, you ride your bike. Yep. And I walk. Yep. We do that because that's what God led us yep. to do. Yep. Now, sometimes you might let me ride the bike, bike with you when you don't care about going slow. I may mm-hmm. get you to walk with me. But ultimately, we've looked into the perfect law of liberty regarding our health. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to understand God is immensely concerned about every area of your life. Every area of your life. So if God says don't do it or do do yep. it, He's looked into you. He knows you down to the cellular Mm -hmm. level. And that is why he is telling you to do it the way that he's telling you to do it. Last week, I know we're going to wrap up, but last week I asked many of you to close the door. I said that there were things you needed to close the door Mm to. I'm coming back to say that to you again. We're in the last quarter of this year. And Pastor Ellen has told us that the last quarter of this year would be better the last five months but now we're in the last yeah, quarter. I said in August, he in August the last five months would be better than the first seven. Guys, I want to tell you this. You can't do it
0: if you don't obey. And the people who are obeying, we're seeing it happen. Oh, my God. We're seeing it happen we're in their lives. I mean, we, we are seeing it every week. We are getting testimonies about somebody who, number one, just decided to believe God. And then they started doing the things God told them to do. And when they started doing the things God told them to do, it could be simple things. They've they've got houses and cars money released to them, health, healing, relationships restored. It's happening for so many people.
1: And if you're sitting in a place right now and you feel like, man, I'm really struggling, I want you to just ask the Lord, is there an area of obedience that you've neglected? Because sometimes you're struggling. Well, let me say this. Sometimes you're suffering because your faith is because your flesh is fighting obedience. Sometimes that's the suffering that we feel. It feels unfair. It feels unjust, right? But if you're just in a cycle of struggling, I want you to begin to ask the Lord, are there small changes you need to make? Is there someone he's told you to forgive? Did he tell you to go back to school? Has he told you to to show up in your life a different way? Because what I know is that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. God has so much good prepared for you. Even in this last quarter, so much good. You need a job. There is a job for you. Yes. You need restoration of a relationship. He is a restorer. You need healing. Even in the area of healing, many times God is giving people specific instructions mm-hmm. about how to eat, how to rest, how to navigate their life. We are imploring you as the apostle Paul said, we beseech you. Therefore, brethren, present your whole body. Yeah present your whole life so we're going to come back and do the nine things next week hey thank you for letting me teach with you you're
0: welcome thank you for teaching with me i always enjoy it it's fun um you know we get you get a another perspective we get to uh be like iron sharpening iron we get to pull from each other and i think the people uh enjoy it and get blessed from it too so we'll come back next week and, and we'll really dig into these nine benefits of obedience and let me let me just say this some of you may feel like you're struggling and I need you to understand that sometimes what you call struggle is not really struggle. Okay, talk about it. Sometimes what you're feeling is, is, is the pain of the process. Um, and I don't want you to mistake the pain of the process with struggle. The Bible says you have need of patience. In other words, you have need of consistency. And some of you have never really had to be consistent mm,
1: that's good. for any
0: length of time. Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing as struggle is really just your consistency. You don't get to lose 60 pounds in a week. The struggle is the everyday mundane process of changing your eating and moving your body. Mm -hmm. But when you do it consistently, because that's what that word patient means. It means to be consistent. It says you have need of patience or you have need of consistency. When you become consistent, that's the pain you're feeling. But what you need to understand is that if you've heard the word of God, If you are obeying God, if you are doing it God's way, even if you're not seeing the manifestation you hope to see, you got to know and believe that God would never lead you down the wrong path. Amen. And so you have to see the intermediate period between when I begin and when I see manifestation. It's not a struggle, but the building of my consistency.
1: I think that that's a good distinction. Can you give people maybe just another way that they could know the difference between a struggle, spinning their wheels, and a growing
0: process? Are you doing what God said? Are you doing what God said? Are you obedient to God? If you're obeying God and, in, and it feels like struggle, you got to understand just because it feels like something doesn't mean what it is. That's good you got to obey God. Now, if you can look at your life and you can be like, well, you know what? God told me to do this and God told me to do that. And I didn't do it. I did this thing, but I didn't do that thing. That may be struggle. That's good. That's but if good. you're obeying God, if you say, you know what? i got a good conscience about this. I have obeyed God. I've, if God told me to, a job was mine, he told me to fix up my resume and get somebody to look at it. I did that. He told me to apply for two or three jobs a day. I've done that. If he told me to start preparing uh, for an interview after they called me and looking at, I've done. listen, you just need to be obeying God. As you're obeying God, you just got to count that as consistency, Yes, that's not really as struggle. Good. That's because good. when you count it as struggle, struggle means it's hard. Struggle means it is difficult. Struggle means maybe I missed something. I didn't miss God. I'm just going through the process. I
1: love that you said that, though. I think that's a clear thing. Am I obeying God? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I can be frustrated because just with your job thing, God said apply for a job every day and you don't apply for a job every day. So then you're like, why don't I have a job? Because you're not doing what he told you to do. Or he gave you a specific plan for fitness and you're looking at other people and it looks like they're moving faster. Well, you do the plan, but you don't do it
0: consistently. Amen. Amen. You don't do it consistently. So again, I just challenge you to not always see everything as struggle. You know, I want us to change our mind frame from seeing things as struggle to understanding it is a process. A woman gets pregnant, she doesn't get pregnant on a Monday and have a baby on a Wednesday. It takes it, it takes her nine months. She's got to be consistent through that though, right? She's got to be taking her prenatal vitamin vitamins before she gets pregnant or whatever. As soon as she gets pregnant, have y'all do that? She's got to be eating right. She's got to be walking. She's got to be doing it right. She can't be frustrated. And I know at the end, right, at the end you're like, oh, this baby just needs to come on. But the baby ain't going to come until the baby is ready to come, right? And or, or Until the doctors induce you. But the whole point of it is, is there's a process. And look at what you get at the end of that process. You get the manifestation of the thing that you've been holding for several months. So I'm encouraging people to just be consistent. I love that you challenge us to grow up. Yeah, we got to. I love that we you challenge us to
1: grow up. Because if you want to walk in everything God has for you, you got to grow up. Got to grow up. You just got to
0: grow yeah, up. Yeah, everything can't be a woe is me. Some stuff you just got to go through. Some stuff you just, and, and, I, and I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't even want to talk about who put it on you, the Lord or the devil. You, you It's on you. <laughs> you. He gave you the strength to get through it. So that's what you focus on. You focus on the fact that, hey, this is where I am in my life right now. I'm hearing God. I'm obeying God. And some of you say, well, I've been messing up for, for years, Pastor Edwin. Okay, all you got to do today is say, God, from today on, I'm obeying you. I'm I'm a change. That fixes it. I'm a change. You can't go back in the past, what you can take care of today and tomorrow. So just go back and say, okay, God, starting today, I heard the word about obedience obedience is my livelihood from now on obedience is how i make yeah, my living it's my Amen. livelihood so we want to invite you
1: to be obedient in your giving today something supernatural happens when you give Amen. we encourage all of our partners to tithe you know we believe in the tithe um we you know we're tithers
0: and listen don't let not coming to a physical building get you into the position of thinking well i'll do it later or. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Listen, tithing isn't even for the, the it, it helps with the church, but tithing is for you. It's one of those things that goes back to if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. So 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 if you're if you are a partner of FOC, you ought to be a tither. Our confession is that we have a hundred percent tithers Amen. in our church. That nobody is an aching. Nobody is robbing from nobody's robbing God in FOC. Amen? Amen. And as a result, every blessing that comes up on us collectively, belongs to all of us individually. Amen? Amen. And so, so we encourage you, you know, go to Push Pay, go to Givelify, go to Tidally. You can text to give. Whatever you need to do, you can do it as soon as you get off this broadcast, or you can do it right now if you've got a different device or whatever. But don't let today slip, and you don't put seed in the ground. Pastor Ralph says it every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night he's teaching, he says it. Now is the time to be sowing. And it's true. Every day is the day to be sowing if you get the opportunity.
1: I love it so much because you told us that this was the year of great harvest. Great harvest. And I can testify. I have seen that. To those who have seed in the ground. ground. So what I'm saying, we're receiving harvest But I'm sowing for the next season. 2021, 2022. I'm sowing for the next season, man. If this is what God is doing right now in the midst of a pandemic, man, I want my seed in the ground Mm -hmm. because I am sowing for the next season. Right. And I just want to guys encourage you guys. When you sow, I've been challenging people. Sow all grace. I release my seed. I believe he makes all grace available to me. Whatever it is I need, he is bringing it to me. Listen, you ought to give. First of all, FOC is good ground. We've been able to be a blessing to so many people in this pandemic. But you know what? We didn't just start blessing people. There are many people who can look out and say, hey, FOC has helped me in many ways financially when I was in trouble. Man, we got scholarships. There are kids who are able to be in school, able to get fewer loans because of you. Man, listen, we are so... um, I,
0: I want to just share this. We're, testimony. we're helping people with groceries, with rent. I mean, all kinds. Of, and people say, "Well, why do you get excited about that?" Because we are blessed to be, be a, a blessing. blessing. So when we get to help people, Ben, that's exciting. That is exciting. And we know that we know the harvest on that seed too.
1: I, I want to say this. The other day, um, the the person that we leased this building from reached out to Pastor Edwin and oh, said, yeah. and he said, "I noticed um, um, because they live close to the property." And he said, "We noticed that y'all aren't having church." But the rent check keep coming and he's, he he rents lots of properties. And he has been impressed that in the midst of a pandemic, we've never had to say, can you wait a few days? We're letting the building go. We're coming back to this building. That's why we
0: started having service here, right? And the reason he said it is because we went ahead and paid the rent for the rest of the year. Right. So, so, so we're, we're good to 2021. And he was just like, well, well, you're not having anybody over there. How how, are you, how are you doing? He really wanted to know how, you, how we was doing it. And I wanted him to ask directly so I could tell him it is marvelous in the sight of the Lord. Right. The Lord is
1: doing this. When you have tithers, God makes something supernatural happen. So listen. This thing, our this ability to pay the rent, the mortgage for FOC, we declare it's on your life. Yes. We declare yes. you yes. so into this ministry, Yes, we
0: declare you have rent money. Same grace. Same grace. Same grace is on, your, is on this ministry, the same grace is on your life that you pay your mortgage up a couple months early.
1: We pay the mortgage, we pay utilities, we help people. We declare the same we, we, thing. We, we keep our payroll going. Keep our payroll. People will tell you no one at FOC has not gotten a check since this pandemic started. That's because of your faithful giving and you believe in it. So what you need to begin to say is listen, I'm keeping FOC running. God is keeping my house running. Yeah. See, somebody ought to get excited right now. I'm keeping FOC running. I'm making sure people have groceries. I'm making sure nobody's car gets represented. And, and, and
0: let's be clear. If you've given into FOC, you are doing that. You are doing you, that. If you have given into FOC, you are making sure. All of those things that we're talking about is happening. And God says that whatever you make happen for somebody Somebody else, else, come on, he makes happen for you. So you might say, well, pastor, my $10 didn't seem to do much. Maybe not. But when you put your 10 with everybody else's 10, we're able to bless people with, with to stay in their apartments or their houses. We're able to give people food, help with medical bills, send kids to college, help pay for books, whatever people need. We're able to do that because of you.
1: Amen. Somebody's believing for a house. Same grace. Same grace. Same grace. Same grace. Somebody grace. is believing for a house. Same grace. Same grace. Same grace. All right, we love y'all. Pastor Elgo, let me come teach with him next week. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> babe, you're getting so good at being live.
0: Well, I'm glad our Mevo stayed on this week. So that what concerns me sometimes. It clicks off, and I don't know sure why, but it seemed to. The blessing was on this message, so it stayed in church. It it, it stayed on the.
1: All right, we love y'all. Come to mindset Monday tomorrow if you can. If not, watch the replay. Come to prayer on Tuesday. Um, there will be no refresh this week.
0: I might do a pop up on Wednesday. I don't know yet. I might. I might. I might. I ain't making no commitments to it. But but if but if you if you if you if you think if you want to know if I do, then you better go like Fellowship of Champions. Turn on the notifications, cause I, I might do a little something that the Lord's been saying to me team, on, Get on On it. Wednesday. Uh, I, I might do it, but I ain't make no commitment yet. But I got some things the Lord's been saying to me uh, about, about 2021. Why won't Why you just I commit? I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready yet. Plus, uh, if I don't commit, then, then they have to they have to watch and see whether I come on or not. You're
1: such <laughs> a genius. All right, and then we'll see you Sunday morning. Like Pastor Kristen's page. We love you guys. But everybody's like, do it, do it, do it. We love y'all. Have a great day today. Y'all know what I'm about to do. I'm about to go home and watch some football. That's what I'm about to do. All right. I'm going to ride my bike. We love y'all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, if you want to give your life to the Lord, send us a message in the inbox. The best thing you can do is give your life to Jesus. You can message us in
0: the inbox. Why don't you just pray the prayer of salvation? You, you know would, I love it. I the know you love salvation. it. So just pray Let's the prayer pray of the prayer salvation. salvation before we go.
1: If you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, if you believe He died on the cross for your sins, and you want to give your life to Him, you want to rededicate your life to Him, just pray this prayer: Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I thank you that you sent Jesus. That you sent
0: Jesus to die
1: for my to sins. die for my sins. I thank you. I thank you that when He got up with all power. That when He got up with all power. I I gained the right. I gained the right to get a new identity. To get a new identity. I believe in the I work believe of Jesus in the work of Jesus. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I accept
0: Jesus as my Savior. I accept my new identity. I accept my new identity. I accept the Holy Spirit. I accept Holy Spirit. I am, I am a
1: born-again believer. Born
0: again believer. In Jesus'
1: name. In amen. Jesus'
0: name. Amen. And can't no devil stop it. Now live amen. like it. Amen. amen. All right. We God. love God y'all. y'all. God bless you. We out. Have-
1: Bye.